Righto, trendsetters, rug up with us this winter. Next merch drop coming in hot. 14th of May, Tuesday, 6pm at alphablokes.com.au. We've got our two hoodie designs. These designs won't be coming back. We've got a light colour. We've got a dark colour. These things are unreal. We can't wait for you to start wearing them around the flats and rugging up next to the fire. 6pm, Tuesday, 14th of May. Don't miss out. Cure them what you want, knee knockers, golden nuggets, thigh slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double check does what the f*** he wants. About to go stupid again. She out the roof of the biz. I'm about to do it again. I'm going to fuck two of her friends. Welcome back, guys. We've been getting stuck into all the products from Vodka Soda this summer. They've got a wide variety of quality drinks, whatever the occasion. They've got you sorted, so make sure you go and check them out. If you haven't already, jump onto our Instagram and Facebook, give it a like. If you've got anything to add or ask, give the carry-on call on a bell on 073102. 3932. Also, keep tagging us of the videos of the alphas in the wild. We fucking love it. Um, intro to today's guest, Beanie, former Olympian boxer, former A-grade rugby league player and current good bloke. How you going, brother? <laughs> oh, good. Thanks, mate. What's been happening? Oh, you know, just the family stuff, working. Yep. Keeping busy? Yeah. Oh, that's the guy. Yeah, always up to something, mate. Yeah, good stuff. Mate, you're uh, making a comeback in the tradie fight <laughs> night. We had a bit of a lip up last episode of it. We're going to be uh, front and centre. Yeah. Yeah, we bought front row tickets. We're just going to be full stuff. of piss and lip. So yeah. <laughs> we're fucking keen for that. Wouldn't expect any of those, mate. <laughs> uh, it should be good. How'd you get roped into that, mate? Uh, I sort of got myself into it a yeah. little bit. Um, Unreal. I was just looking at um, mates with Simo and Josh Platten. Yeah, yep. And uh, I was just having a look at a bit of banner on one of the the posts that Jace put up there, and uh, I seen old mate commented uh, if anyone wants a a punch in the face or I don't know what exactly I can't remember <laughs> exactly what he said, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's sort of offering people out, and I said, oh. I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if anyone knows it, but it's an old line off an old movie called Tombstone. Yeah, an old yeah. Country Western, and I've, I've always wanted to say it. So That's probably. Yeah. And you've hit him with it, I delivered the message. Yeah. That's good, mate. Fuck yeah, he's it. actually a previous guest we've had on, Jet. Yeah, old I've, filthy. Mate, I've fucking listened to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. That's, so that's unreal, mate. I just think it's funny because, like, He's just going to come with the mouth guard bit down like a Southern Cross windmill. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many rounds is it? 
I don't know. I don't think we've. Uh, is it three two minute? Yeah. yeah. Is it three two minute rounds or is that's what um? I think that's Platten, what the other yeah. lads are. Flying, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I might ask Jace if we can get three threes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try and push the time out a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. I actually can't wait for that. Yeah. It's, rest uh, in peace, Jed. Nothing like. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like that. Um. For a bit of bit of fire up, mate. Uh, what truck? Fucking good, eh? Yeah, oh, for, for sure. Cause, you know. Yeah, that's the, it. Was it Young Veterans? veterans it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the the tickets they sold out, haven't they? Oh, I don't know about general admission, but yeah, those platinum ones or whatever. We were trying to get those first two hours. They'll go on. Because I remember, yeah, you give me a message, and he was like, "Oh, wait, let's fucking we need to get around this. They're selling out, and we're like, yeah. we got to go front row." Yeah, those VIP <laughs> tables weren't even on offer that first night. Right? Yeah. I think they're already gone. But I was, no, I I was talking to the Meow Boxing Coach the other night, and mate, I can't believe we haven't done something like this before. That's yeah. right, like, yeah. Marketing genius is oh, fucking unreal, mate. Like back in the day when the footy clubs were fierce rivals, and yeah, no, mate. Was, uh, Imagine the, the fish versus wolves. Like oh. you could have ten fights <laughs> <laughs> and ten afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have, it's a great idea, mate. I, I honestly can't wait to um, get around it. What uh, what trade are you are you fighting for, mate? I'm a plumber by trade. Yeah, nice. Yeah. We actually spoke about that on the last episode too. Plumbers seem to be out of fight. We're actually McGregor. talking about McGregor. The... McGregor was a plumber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but oh, it just seems to be like the plumbers getting into the fighting scene. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah, it's unreal. Because we said, what trade do you reckon has the best fighters? And I was like, I reckon plumbers fucking go hard. And that was the last <laughs> fight. So there you go. Yeah. Got a plumber. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Benny McEachern was the only other plumber. That springs to mind. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know how many leckies are fighting in them. Is there <laughs> any? <laughs> <there? laughs> Mate, I work with a crew of leckies at the moment. I'm, <laughs> a, I'm a ropey these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dope on a rope over on the island there, and uh, yep. yeah, I can't picture too many of them fellas throwing <laughs> 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 the gloves on. In <laughs> saying that, quietly. I'm not fucking throwing them on either. So here's me barking at them, but yeah. um. It, yeah, it'd be fucking good. What fun. do you reckon if one calls you out, you might be keen? Or? No, I can't grab with the left hand and punch you with can't the right. Yeah, so I'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's probably a good idea to get into some um, into some training and shit to get a bit of fitness. Eh, like be pretty good fitness trainer. Yeah. Oh shit, yeah, mate. Yeah. Are you still training, like, and get into it, or um, I haven't haven't done a whole lot of boxing training for a while. Yeah. Um, but. I was sort of letting myself go a little bit, a little bit last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, uh, probably put on a little bit more than I'd like. Yep. So I started training, oh, it would have been around uh, May, May June last year. Started just getting back into the gym, just lifting some weights and stuff. Yep. Uh, doing a little bit of cardio. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've been training pretty hard actually since then. Yeah, cool. I've been, yeah, getting uh, in a good yeah. groove before work. I'll fucking get up at. 2.30, Jeez. get to the gym at 3 o'clock. Jeez, that's cool. an effort, isn't it? Big days, mate. Yeah, Big yeah. What's the ferry times these days? Uh, our ferry leaves at 5.40. Yep, yep. So, yeah, there's a little bit of time there. Um, yeah. I used to try and shower at the gym and get changed and go straight to work, but I'd fucking always forget something. You know, <laughs> yeah, always yeah. get my boots or yeah. jocks or soap yeah. or deodorant or something. So yeah. I dash, dash home now and get the job done there. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Have you uh, have you hung the footy boots up yet for good? Or have, you... mate, yeah, my last game was uh, 2018. Yeah, yeah, playing for Wales. I I was captain coach that year. We only had a Reggie's team. Yep, and uh, I think I think it actually fucked it for me, eh? Yeah, just doing the the whole show, mate. Um, I for me, footy like 
I remember growing up around you blokes when you were probably in like school, maybe high school, or just out of it when I was a little dude buzzing around with dad. <laughs> yeah. Like he was captain coach with Wells. I remember, and that. mate. Yeah, that was me first year at Wells. I was uh, 18. Yeah. I remember your little freckly face yeah. fella hanging around fucking counting us all doing push ups yeah, and shit yeah. and dubbing on You would have been thinking, old. fuck off, you little grub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um. I thought it was funny, but blokes like Matty Rogers didn't yeah, like it too fuck much. Fuck off, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, mate, like that camaraderie and mateship that I remember back then. So after the game, everyone was together. Everyone was back at RGs. It was like a family. Yeah. Like I grew up and that's all I wanted to do when yeah. I got into seniors rugby league, right? And it was like, you know, all our juniors team was awesome, all our mates from school and that, but it was just different, you know, not getting on the piss and really bonding. And then, yeah, the island come about just as I was going into seniors. And my first year of seniors rugby league in Gladstone was when the island was full booming. And she's ex NRL players coming out the ass, you know. So the competition was great, but no one gave a fuck about the clubs they were playing for. Yeah. So straight after the game, see you later. Yeah. And you just, I'm hanging around as an apprentice thinking, where are we fucking getting on the piss? Like, this is the best part about footy. And yeah. it's sort of never, never come back from that, eh? Because all the young fellas who could play A grade, who were on the verge, they just got the ass. A lot of them quit playing footy. And then, they didn't come back after because they got shafted, you know. Yeah. So, Mate, I, I, yeah, I think it started declining. Oh, for me, I started to notice it around two thousand and five, two thousand and six. Um, yeah, I don't know. The numbers just started to to fade away. Yeah, I think at Wales, our what worked against us is we had a really good tight mob of blokes that were starting to get a bit older, like they were sort of. Starting to get around 34, 35, like still playing fucking great footy, like yeah, still yeah. making extended league grand finals and stuff. Yeah. But the younger fellas sort of didn't get a crack much because of that. Yeah, right. And maybe they, they dwindled away a little bit. So, like, it was like the Queensland yeah. origin side, like when that whole dynasty retired, you know, you got to start from scratch again and yeah. it would have been a similar 100%. sort of. And, like, yeah. you're saying with the camaraderie and stuff, back then. It was nothing for the boys to stay around after training on Tuesday yeah. and Thursday nights and, you know, sink six to eight pots and fucking... See, and that's that's the difference, man, between now and then. Like, I'm not playing at the moment. I want to play. Like, I'm only 28 this year. I've got plenty of years left to actually go and have a decent run, but I just don't have that. I've got enough going on now that well, I've got the little family at home and stuff. For me to sacrifice two days during the week, like nights training, and then the only weekend I'm home to go play footy. It's got to be worth it, you know? Like, it's got to be something that I really look forward to, not rock up, play with 11 fuckers in the front row when I haven't run for two years, and it's like, this is fun. <laughs> like, fuck me. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I you can know? see the point there. And but, that's, uh, that's sort of, like, what, what ruined it for me was trying to coach and play, and you're, you're coaching and playing with blokes that aren't 100% committed. yeah. And you're giving up all your time. You're ringing blokes, trying to get them to games and get them to training. Yeah, you know it was just oh, it's just it takes the fun out of it. I owned it, mate. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, for sure. But um, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully a bit of stuff comes back. But you know, I can see personally the only way I'm coming back to play, I'm going to a team full of fuckers. I'll never play for the fish mm. ever. <laughs> but like you know, probably like somewhere like Valleys, man, you just have numbers that you can just go and have a run, Yeah, you know, and have have a sub, I don't know. <laughs> like it's, it's funny just... you say that about brothers, actually. I'm, I've always wanted to play in the Mac Baker Shield game. Yeah, yeah, the Calliope, yeah. Because yeah. uh, there's a few trophies 
up for grabs there that I'd like to get my hands on, the Benny Mack and uh, Lordy House Memorial Trophies. Yep. And I knew um, our, um, Mac Baker as well. He was, went to school with one of his young fellas, Albie. Yeah, yeah. So I've always wanted to play in that. Um, yeah. Even though Calliope was my junior club, I played from under-7s to under-16s for Calliope. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I think I probably know more people at Brothers now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, I know so many good blokes at Brothers. Yeah. It's just I just grew up hating them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was the same. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Bus trips home from Rocky. <laughs> Half the time we were singing "fuck the fish" you know, yeah, all yeah. the way out for no good reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember yardies back in the day. You'd be chanting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. School yardies that just erupt. Fuck that fish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. mate, that's a good reason to have a run, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, in, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and even though, like, it'd probably be a one-off game. I don't know if they'd be in for that or not. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's something I'd like to do. I think before I get too much older. Yeah, for sure. See what happens. Yeah, hundred percent. Mate, you you were playing footy when stinks were still a massive part of the game, like back in the day. Was it fucking hard as a boxer trying to stay out of it? Like you would have felt like just peppering blokes, especially the fish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, mate, I'm, to be honest, I'm not really much of a, a bluer, eh, on the street. Yeah. Um, I did a fair bit when I was a little fella. Yeah, yeah. In primary school and that, I was fucking always in detention and yeah, up the principal's office for punching on and stuff, but... um. I think it was mum sort of got in my ear and said, you know, it's, it's a, it takes a bigger man to walk away. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that really stuck with me, I think. I don't know how many times someone said something to me or something's happened, especially on the footy field, where I've just fucking snapped and, like, grabbed cunts by the scruff of the neck yeah, and yeah. cocked my fist. But I don't know, there's just something in my head that just says, don't do it. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 Yep. And there's a thing too where, like a local competition, everyone sort of knows everyone. I don't yeah, think absolutely. anyone's looking to punch on with you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Probably yeah. a few grubs. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are definitely blokes <laughs> yeah. that go looking for it. And I think I was probably lucky I probably played on the same team as most of them. Yeah. <laughs> mate, there were some tough blokes in that team. Oh, mate. I- so I remember watching Aaron Farrell play, man. Faz, yeah, but. Graham Ward, fucking Matty Rogers, Gary, even Gary Brown. He's a halfback. He's the angriest man on the field. Mate. Yeah, a little red nut. <laughs> yeah. It's went hard, as I know. No, I still, I still remember all those days. Ronnie Craig, yeah. all the lads. It was, uh, yeah, it was a great era. Eh? I, oh. I sort of wish I was a part of that playing. You know, like you look at that and you go, "That'll never happen again." That sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think about it all the time, mate. Hell, especially once I um, got a little bit older, I think. And the, there was more young fellas coming in. I was thinking, fuck, it, it was just so good growing up with that that team, especially because they were they were some fucking great footy players. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was uh, something special, and and I was lucky to be a part of the island phase as well. That was probably when I was in my prime as a footballer. Yeah, it was um, from probably 2010 to 2013, um, and uh, when the island boys came. The standard of footy just went fucking, yeah. oh, just blew you off the park, you know. There's, oh, mate, I still I remember, remember running out. Unreal to watch, yeah. Running out for Calliope and we had Blake Lazarus, Isaac Gordon at fullback, Steve Southern, Southern uh, Josh Cordoba, bloody, yeah, just so yeah. many players that just finished playing NRL and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? Well, mate, that was the, we played you as the first game of 2013. Yeah. I remember. I think I'm pretty sure I kicked off. Kicked it to either Dobes or Steve Southern. 
One of them ran straight over the top of me. <laughs> and then from there, it was just fucking, just the roll-on was yeah. incredible. I think you scored off the first set of six. Like, we were the defending premiers. We'd won the, the grand final the year before. Yeah. And then I kicked off after you scored, and I kicked the fucking thing dead, and then that was that was it. You just yeah. rolled us. No, it was, uh, it was a bit of a shock to the whole system here, wasn't it? Yeah. But, mate, getting into your boxing, like, how did you first get introduced to it? Uh, when I was 10, mate, I had my first fight. I, yep. um, the old man got me into it. He was, uh, he didn't mind the blue, the old fella. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, good uh, stuff. Yeah, we're living out, we grew up out on Calliope Station and uh, there was a boxing coach from Billow was working on the one of the stations that the Wilsons owned over in Billow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they must have got talking and yeah, got into it that way. I'd, I'd been for, actually... One of my first training sessions was down behind the, the railway when uh, the Jensens were running in a boxing club in Calliope there. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah, and a few stinks behind the railway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that all the swinging arms. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I went down there and I think I'd done a, a sparring session there. First, never put a boxing glove on and walked in down there and Grant Jensen was his name. He was one of the Jensen boys, obviously. Punched me straight in the nose and I just started crying. <laughs> I think I must have been... Eight or nine or something then. Yeah. So I didn't didn't dad didn't put me into it then, but yeah. um he sort of started to ease me into it by he he tried to start a boxing club in Calliope. He had a few lads come down after footy trainings on Friday, and we'd put the gloves on in the dressing sheds there and yeah, fucking yeah. get into it, you know. And I think yeah, we hung yeah. a few bags and that up there. Yeah. And then uh yeah through that he must have got talking to Clark. He's his name, Alan Clark. He was coaching over in Billow at the PCYC there and, yeah, I had me, me debut bout for Billow over in Billow. Yeah, yeah, prime. Yeah. I still got it on video, actually. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's mad, mate. It's still on the old VHS. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. What age was that, mate? Was it I was 10. 10, yeah, yeah. yeah. 35, 32 or 35 kilos it was. Okay, yeah, nice. Uh, yeah. How'd you go on it? Yeah, good. I got a win. Yeah, good stuff. I've watched it. I've showed me young fellas. Oh, yeah, how cool was that? Oh, they just... Couldn't stop laughing at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, it's no, it good to watch, eh? Hey? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Did you love it from the get-go? Like, once you started getting into that, or? Uh, don't know. I, I sort of had two fights for Billow, and then I I stopped for a while. I, I think I was sort of getting into me footy more so for a couple of years there, and then I, I come back around under 14s. I think I started boxing again for... We'd moved into town and I was fighting for Gladstone then. Yeah, right. I started the journey with the Gladstone Amateur Boxing Club. Yeah, right. And, uh, mate, to be honest, I wasn't really flash at the start. Yeah, yeah. Um, had yeah, a it took a bit. I think I lost my first three fights with Gladstone. Yeah, right. And then won one, lost one, and then I went on an 11 fight winning streak. Yeah, nice. That would have been good. Yeah, yeah. I actually. The, one of the losses there was I fought this bloke called Zach Troxell. He was from Mount Isa, yep. and I'm pretty sure he was a little bit older and a little bit more experienced than what they'd let on. Oh, yeah, yeah right, yeah. Eh? yeah. I think it was second round. He stopped me with body shots. Yeah, right. And then, yeah, it was after that fight, I yeah, sort of kicked on after that. Yeah, that's unreal, mm. mate. Did you – so was it footy and boxing growing up? Like Always, the, mate, yeah. It's because we – like we had a bit of a suss before this, like did our research a little bit, sussed out the Olympics and stuff like that. Mm. And now there's an article there on the Olympics page. I don't know if it's Australian. But anyway, if you Google it, click on one of the things, it's like, yeah, you finish playing soccer 
at this stage, at this age, and went to boxing. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was fucking footy, eh? Yeah. Mix it up with the football. Yeah, they must have thought football was soccer, but I thought I'd, I wanted to suss that out because I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was footy and boxing, eh? Oh, no, Google's was, pretty wild. It was days. always, <laughs> always both, mate. Up yeah. until I went to the games, yep. I pretty much was. You would have had to choose, eh, at one yeah. stage? Or? Mate, there was lots of times I had to, to choose what I was going to do. Yeah. And uh, it was probably detrimental to both careers in some ways until I decided to. Yeah, it would have been. Put the footy on the back burner and just concentrate on the boxing. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. But in another way, it was a good thing because the fitness that I got from boxing helped unbelievably with my footy career. 100%. It would have been. You always would have been fit as. Yeah, I was sort of pride myself on being able to play 80 minutes and being able to work hard for that 80 minutes. You know, lots of tackling was my sort of. Yeah. That's what I tried to pride myself on and excel at, I think. Yeah. yeah, I was lucky. Had that that base sort of fitness from the boxing. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It always helps, doesn't it? Did you uh, did you compete at some high levels, man? Coming through the ranks, like any juniors and stuff like that. Yeah, um, obviously, I, I won a few Aussie titles as a junior, and it was in two thousand and eighteen. No, two thousand two. Sorry. Yep. I. Uh, had my first crack on the Aussie team. We done a trip over Cuba. Cuba, yeah, fucking that's, that's, that's the home of boxing, isn't it? Straight into the fire there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's wild. <laughs> Holy, eh? yeah, for the um, the World Junior Titles. Yeah, over there it was a good experience, mate. Yeah, I actually picked up a bronze medal there. Um, nice. Yeah, it was good. Like Benny McEachern won a bronze at the Commonwealth Games in Manchester that year as well. Yep. So it was yeah, a big year for our club. So you and Benny were you pretty tight growing up and stuff? Yeah, like the same age and yeah, he was sort of. Sorta, uh, I'm gonna probably tear up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, mate, that's... Here, but yeah, he's a, he's a definitely an idol. Yeah, yeah, someone I looked up to. Yeah, no, that's that's good, man. I always remember hearing his name. You know, obviously you guys are a fair bit older than myself, but I always remember hearing his name and stuff. And he ended up coming out and I think having a run out at Calliope there. Playing yeah, for did. the team, and mate, there's uh, yeah, I've never heard a bad word get spoken about. The I remember back at the private school, um, like, yeah, watching him like in the Olympics because, um, other uh, family friends, oh no, cousins, it was Josh and Matt McKecker, and they'd always bring in the tape going, Oh, watch me cousin, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time we watch a stink at the old private school, I'll call it the cult anyway. Old fat dad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, um. Was the Olympics something you always dreamed of as a young fellow, or did it sort of just fall into place? Or no, I did, mate. Yeah, I, th- I think it was actually the Commonwealth Games that I saw. Um, you know, they they do this, the things at school where you got to uh, write an athlete a letter. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'd had a couple of fights in primary school. I'd I'd wrote uh, James Swan, who was a boxer at the Commonwealth Games, wrote to him and started following him, and just from there, yeah, I thought, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. That'd be like just watching open ceremonies and yeah. I remember watching Kieran Perkins swim at the Olympics and just thinking, fuck, how good is this, you know? Yeah. yeah and it, for a couple of weeks, that's all that's on the, on the telly. It's yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And everyone gets around it. Yeah. Because it's like, fucking how good is it? Yeah. Like all this shit that you don't normally get to see is on. It's yeah. Brian. Yeah, so I sort of thought that's where I sort of got the, the dream from there, I guess. Where yeah. It was always something I wanted to do. Mate, the journey, the journey to get there, like, what did it take for you to qualify and stuff like that? 
Uh, so you got to work your way from the Queenslands to Australians and then the Oceania titles. Yeah. So the Oceanas is all the Pacific Islands. Um, so, yeah, it's just a big tournament. I think I fought oh, in Samoa, the Oceanas were. Yep. yep. I fought a couple of Tongans, I think, and uh, Fijian. Yeah, three fights in four days or something. Yeah, righto. Yeah, got me the win there. Yeah, nice. Mm. There you go. Good stuff. How how long did you have to prepare for it once you knew you were going? Like, was it a big lead up, or or did you sort of know reasonably quick that you were going to the Olympics? And uh, the whole thing was over a couple of years, I guess. I I um they had the Australian titles in two thousand and six, so two years before. Yep. Up in Darwin, and I fought. Uh, Brad Pitt, funnily enough, was his name. He's a good-looking bloke. Oh, he thinks he is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he's, he's a good sort, I suppose. Yeah. For himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, righto. Um, yeah, so I fought Pitty and yep. um, had a went really well against him. He'd just won um, gold at the Commonwealth Games a, a few months before that. Yep. Uh, I think I lost by a point. And, Fuck, that would have been a bit rough. Oh, Mate, I was winning... Pretty sure I was winning nearly the whole fight, and in the last round he got me. Yeah, so yeah, right did he already win gold before that at the Com Games? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he just didn't want to give it to you. Oh. Well, I heard there was like something like you had it or something. That was the backstory. No, 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 no. No, he didn't have nah, it. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. So with the amateurs, it's not like you can because it's it's sort of like a tennis tournament, I guess. You you fight at the tournament and it's a knockout competition. Yep, yep. And once you win that, it's yours. It's yours. You don't, you don't have to fight for it again. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So he, he'd won the Commonwealth Games earlier in the year and then we fought up in Darwin and the Aussie coach was up there um, scouting for talent and that, obviously. Yep. And I must have been on his radar for a little while and because I'd done a, a few other trips with Queensland Australian teams um, over the time, and uh, yeah, he decided to offer me a scholarship down at Canberra, the Institute of Sport. Fuck, you would have been oh, pumped. Oh, mate. How old were you when, when that happened? I would have been 22, I think. Fuck, man. Right yeah. in your prime, you just would have been oh. just jumping at that. Yeah, yeah. That's I was awesome. pretty stoked. Because, yeah. like, being um, on the fringes, I guess, the, the AIS team was always the guns, you know, and they're, they're living down there. They're breathing it. They're living it. They're, that's what they're doing, 100%. Yep. So it's sort of a bit of an aura around that team, you know, when you come to the to the Australian titles, you know, they're all wearing the AIS kit and they're all decked out and this yeah, and that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They're the champions. Everyone knows that they're the deadly fellas. So. You're rolling in from CQ. Yeah. Pair of thongs <laughs> on. Yeah, <laughs> boys. Exactly. Yeah. Good to see their mentality and that, how they run. Good oh, to check man. it all out. Yeah, yeah professionalism is, is the big thing, you mm. know. You sort of – something I had to learn real quick was you can't uh, sort of go and get on the piss of an afternoon and then – Go and train like me and Benny. We were both plumbers, and some days we'd be working out and uh, calling the bottle on the way to training, grab a couple of tinnies, <laughs> yeah. pump a few durries, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. go and train. Yeah, no, yeah. you can't do that down there. No, and that's no. like I remember I was telling Cam earlier today, actually, when we were training for the um, Q Cup, like the Capras and that, I was training when I was in my apprenticeship. And mate, I think about it now, and I'm like, what a dumb fuck. We were driving there. Twice a week to Rocky to train, 
and I was eating pies flat out at work and then pumping darts to and from it. And I'm yeah. just like, what a dickhead. And mate, that's, that's the, the jump that you need to sort of make. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, to be at that next level. Like, yeah. It's like you can't yeah. just go to training and hook in. You need to be like diet, looking after your body, yeah. fucking really trying to push for the next level. Yeah, that's, that's right, mate. You know, that's, I'm not calling them out, but I know a fair few boxers that fucking get into the darts and have done pretty well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and there's, there's a lot of footy players too, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But they're, they're those blokes who – there is blokes out there that are just freaks. Like – Blokes who can, like, I know just locally here, old Jimmy Radloff, oh, that oh. bloke can go on a three-day bender and then <laughs> yeah. play 80 minutes of footy and kill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, hey, we had a, a, I don't know if they had it now, but back in the day we had a, a subject at school called Excellence in Sport Yeah, where all we did was train. Like Mark Hutton was the teacher. He was a, an A-grade footy coach in town here for ages. Yeah, yeah. And all we'd do was go on big road runs or go swimming or do some sort of Exercise, you know. Yeah. And Radloff, we used to call him the veteran because he was four years older than us. He'd been kept down that many times. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd just turn up out of the blue and, like, we'd be training hard and he'd just fucking blitz everyone, eh? Yeah. And we're like, where did this can't come from, you know? Yeah, man. Like, He's a freak, eh? Oh. Mate. Now he's had heart attacks and shit, and I bet he'd still probably whoop us. Yeah, know? but I remember one year, like, my old boy trained us all through juniors and that. And, um, we had a pretty gun side. Like, he had us drilled, man, that Calliope team. Won, a, or won, I think, Copper a couple of times or something like that. Anyway, he's like, oh, I had enough sort of thing. And Radloff jumped in one year training us. And we won the comp that year. Oh. But he just come to train and he was about 15 minutes late every day. You're all right, boys. Go do a couple of coat hangers, fucking. We were just <laughs> the thing. First name of the year coach and he's got the premiership. So, yeah, shout out to Radloff, you mad cunt. Yeah, Hope you're going all right. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, that's pretty funny, man. Yeah. But, mate, going to the Olympics, like what was that like to be a part of as a whole? Like, as a whole? like Pretty awesome? Yeah. Yeah, it was special. Um, yeah, like I was saying, I got the, got the scholarship at the AIS and it was a big build-up to the games from there, like, um, we spent oh, something like eight months out of two years overseas, touring different countries, fighting different tournaments, training with different countries. You know, yeah, world wow. champions here. Oh, just fighting on the on the high level, you know, to try and get us to that stage. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah. And so, you know, to culminate all that, winning the the Australian title and then the Oceanas, and then you sort of you know you're going, you know, and um. To, to finally get through to the to the village, I think we we just done a two week training camp in Thailand. Um, yeah. So there was probably like eight other countries there, all training together, sparring. It was fucking hectic, mate. Like yeah, you, you're sparring bikes that you possibly could be fighting. Oh, I'd like the Olympics weeks at the games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there's like it's just the best in the world, and everyone's in their prime. Everyone's fit. It's yeah. just, oh, it's like an, the atmosphere is incredible. Yeah, it would have been, eh? thing, you know? All that professionalism, like we were talking about earlier, like yeah. we've just been at its peak, eh? And and it's, something like it's that. It's like four years of, of your hard work that's just coming to one moment, sort of thing. Yeah. And it's just, um, I remember getting into the village. We got, got the flight from Thailand over to China, jumped on the bus from the airport, got through security, hopped out. And the first person I run into was Rafael Nadal. 
Yeah. Mark, he just yeah. finished a training session. He's just strolling wrong with his fucking tennis racket. and <laughs> True. Like, Holy. <laughs> Say good day <laughs> to him. Oh, I don't think I think I was a bit starstruck, mate. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was too busy checking out his arms. He's got one massive arm. He's like and a nipper. Arm, he's like right? a nipper crab. Yeah. Eh? yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. Eh? It's the first thing I noticed about him. Yeah, <laughs> fucking oath. He's probably picked a wedgie out too as he walked past. <laughs> <laughs> mate, the but, training, like you said, you went from like Thailand to China. How does that work with like atmospheres? Like, do you? That work like um, above sea level. How do you train? Like you said, you've gone to Cuba, all different joints. But like leading up to the Olympics, if you know what I mean, like going from Thailand to China, any difference in the training? Or um, no, nah, not really, mate. It was in when you you're flying from places like in different hemispheres. Yeah. Sometimes the jet lag and stuff yeah. plays a factor. But with what you're talking about at the uh, altitude training, yeah, sorry, altitude, yeah, yeah, we we did um, went to the world titles in 2007. They were over in Chicago. Yep. So we done um, boxing Australia took us over to Colorado Springs, which is at altitude. It's um, they've got a big air base up there, and we train with the U.S. Air Force and um, the they've got a, an American Olympic training facility. It's kind of, it's pretty much similar to the AIS. Yep. But the, they've got it over there. So um, we're training with the USA team and that for, I think we're a month up there at altitude. And yeah. you can notice that as soon as you get off the plane, sort of walking up a bit of a ramp in the airport, it's just your lungs are burning. It's like, oh, what, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to work real hard to get the oxygen out of the air because it's not as plentiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we spent, spent a month up there and then went for two weeks, I think, to – Northern Michigan, which is right up near the, the lake that separates America and Canada, Canada pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah right. Eh? We stayed at university there for two weeks to, to freshen up a little bit and then flew to, to Chicago for the world titles. Yep. And, uh, mate, I reckon that was probably my one of my best tournaments, I think, just probably from, you know, I was fit as, you know, and yeah. uh, fought really well there. And uh, I think I'd... Missed out on the bronze. I made the quarterfinals, so if I had won that, I would have won a, a bronze at the world titles, which was – I don't think Australia had won a medal at the world titles for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, so I was – and that would have automatically qualified for me for the Olympics too, actually. Yeah, right. I'm a bit bummed I missed out on that, but yeah, I thought I – was, I was fighting super heavyweight, right? So it's – Yeah. Mate, that's <laughs> fucking full on, eh? Oh. That's like – that's big. People don't, some people don't understand that. That's what fucking – weight, What weight yeah. is that? Is it 91? It's anywhere over 91. Like there's no <laughs> limit on it. Me, bud. And I was – at those at those um, titles, I was struggling to stay over the weight. Yeah, right. Like because we trained so hard. burger in every day. And I had to wake up like twice a night to have protein shakes – have True, a big feed and drink a heap of water before the weigh-in, just so I could stay over the weight. Wow! Why didn't I had, you I had to go, do that a few times? Why eh? didn't you go the one under, or was that just a, is a harder weight division? Or it was, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's Brad Pitt that I spoke about earlier, and Adam Forsythe, who was the a Aussie rep at the Athens Games the, yep. in 2004, the one before. Yeah. So they were both there fighting over that division. Um, and when I got the scholarship, I was a little bit heavier. Yeah, right. I was up here playing footy and yeah, yeah. not doing the things that I should have been doing. So yeah, I was yeah, carrying yeah, a bit yeah. of excess weight. I think I was about 96 kilos when I went down there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, by the time the world titles come around, I was struggling to stay over 91. Put a couple of sinkers in your mouth and fucking <laughs> oh, weigh in. Mate, 
Yeah. But was, yeah that's that was fucking like, loose, You know man. what it's like <laughs> trying to force yourself to eat? Yeah. Like, oh, that'd and be like, you're that fucking nervous. You don't feel like eating. Oh, yeah, but you have horrible, to. But, oh. You just have like a dietitian or like a like that with you on the team? Uh, Nutritionist or whatever, like giving you his tips or when like we back in the, those days, like what was it like? Yeah, when we were at the AOS, we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like when it was living at the AOS was so good. Like all the food, dietitians, they got doctors, physios, masseuses, recovery centers. You just get looked after so bloody well. Like, yeah, yeah. And then you go away on these trips and food's up the shit. You know, you're staying in dodgy motels. In, Sounds like me camp. In povo countries. <laughs> oh, it probably is, mate. It probably is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's not – it's trying to keep the nutrition up. Like, it's probably there, but because they, they cook and prepare their food a little bit differently, yeah. it's just different. Little and, changes, and, though. Like, yeah, when you're at that level – A little bit. When you're at that level, like you said, like everything's there, right? Eh? Like it's set out, and you have a routine. Yeah. Like you would have had a specific routine that you did all the time, wouldn't you? When you're Pretty at much, that level, mate. training and shit. Yeah, the shits were by the minute. Usually. Yeah, wake yeah. up, shit. Go and train, have a feed, sleep. Yep. Wake 100%. up, shit. Go and train. <laughs> yeah, everything. Go and eat, sleep. That was it, man. Yep. Every day. Yeah, fucking hell. And we were training before the games three times a day. We were doing three sessions Fuck a day. What's that, what time did like were they? Oh, it's like six o'clock, ten o'clock, and four o'clock, something like that. How did you go? So, like you said, you got a um, not sponsorship or what? Scholarship. Scholarship. Sorry, you got a scholarship yeah. for that. Like you're training three times a day. You can't be working during that time. Nah. Like how did you go money wise, bud? And what sort of deal did you have there? Because you know it would have been a bit hard for you. Yeah, we um, the AIS obviously they're they're putting you up, they're feeding you. Yep. All you got to pay for is your little expenses, like oh, buying your own toothpaste and yeah. deodorant. So if you were a shit. young fella and you didn't have like assets and a house and stuff like that, or a car to pay off, you were pretty sorted. Yeah, you'd get by. Yeah. Um, but I was lucky; one of the businesses in town sponsored me. Oh, unreal! They gave me three hundred three hundred bucks a week, I think. Yeah, nice. Just to cover That's all those good, little eh? things. Yeah, I was. Fantastic, mate. Yeah, because yeah, I was thinking for a bit there, I'm like, fucking three times a day, man. There's yeah. not much room to do much else other than no. recover from your last training session. Yeah. And the AOS, the government give us, uh, I think it was 70 bucks a week was our um, pocket money. Yeah, right. I right. guess, to buy those those little things. So Yeah. Yeah. Recovery after those, like, three training sessions, what was it back then? Like, ice baths, he's doing all that type of stuff? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the AOS have got a mad recovery center. They got... Ice bath and a heated spa. Yep, in one area, and they've got a, a set of showers that go from hot cold hot yeah, cold nice, as yeah. you progress through it. Yeah, right. And they've also got a pool that's got they put current through it, so it's a little bit of resistance. That they have that's physiologists and stuff there that put you through different programs yeah, yeah. to um, help you recover. And they've also got float tanks. That are, the desperation tanks, like salts and that, yeah. yeah, like the Dead Sea, and you float in them, yeah, yeah, yeah. just so you're weightless and relaxation chairs and all that sort of stuff, all the flash stuff. Oh, mate, yeah, was, that's the guy, you know, and that's probably where I jumped from being an average fighter to being able to be the Australian champ was just, you know, being able to concentrate fully on that, hundred, yeah, and not not working all day and then go and train and. Having your little distractions like your mate 
buying your beers on the way to training yeah. and like us today. Yeah, well, oh, oh, the boys are short at footy this week. You know, can you come and put the boots on? Have yeah. a run, yeah. It's none of that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That'd be a pretty cool feeling, mate. Like just saying you're the Australian champ, champion of your country in that weight division. Yeah. Like, that's pretty. That's fucking pretty cool. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty proud about it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, mate. Um, going like going to the Olympics, bud. Have you got any moments in particular that stand out to you while you were there? Like, was it just the whole ceremony opening up, or your first fight and stuff like that? Like, yeah, there's that- lots of different moments. Like, the opening ceremony was was pretty good. Um, we had after sitting at a stadium, sort of across the road, and all the countries sort of meet in there before you all start walking in. Yeah, and there's like. There's lots of chanting, you know, and different countries are singing songs and all sorts that is of stuff. Send goosebumps. Oh up. man! And there's like stadiums packed, like absolutely chock a block, and this is going on. You're like, you know what it's like at footy when you got a grandstand there, and it's like what five thousand people or something. Yeah. Mm. And this would be easy ten to twenty, probably probably more. And like the the bird's nest in China, I'd take a stab at being over a hundred thousand. Like yeah, it's, it's massive. It's insane. Yeah, and you're walking down this this tunnel under the grandstand, and then sort of just see the door, and you walk out, and the sound was just it was like you could feel the shock wave sort of hit you Holy you know, as you're walking out there, you know, and they got the flag bearer up there, and they say Australia, you know, yeah, and starts cheering and stuff. Oh, hair stand up on the back of the neck, thinking about it. Yeah. Eh? That's awesome. <clears throat> and like you said, without even fighting yet. To a point, like, all the stuff you did, eating-wise, training three times a day, all that stuff, surely just even in that moment you were just feeling like, fucking oath. Like, yeah. this is worth just being here now. Yeah. Like, and when it's something that, you know, I sort of wanted to do from a young age, it's a little bit overwhelming, I think, you know. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah, it would have been. I remember warming up before my fight and I'm thinking, oh, fuck, is this real? Like, yeah, it's sort of... You think back on it, and it, it all happens like so quick. Yep. You know, and it's it's a little bit disappointing. Like after the fight, I just went on bender, mate. I was fucking blind for nine days straight. Oh, it would have been. <laughs> so, yeah, like yeah. with your fight, man. If you don't mind talking about it, like what who'd you draw in the in the first fight, and how'd it go and stuff like that? I uh, drew Kazakhstan. Yep. So the Kazakhs are they're. They're pretty renowned for, for being tough guys. They've produced some good fighters, obviously Gennady Glovkin. Yeah. GGG, yeah. 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 Kazakhstan. But they're all sort of like the the Russian stereotypical, like hard sort of. Yeah, I will crush you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck, I say fuck to you. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, was, I was actually pretty happy that I drew him. There was, there was a lot harder fellas in the division. Yeah, okay. Uh, he was a little bit shorter than me. Yeah, I hadn't seen him too much on the world circuit over the last couple of years, so I, I didn't know much about him. I know there was a couple of other Kazakhstan fighters that were fucking animals. Yeah, yep. And I was, I thought, fuck, he might, he might, he must be all right to to get selected over them. So I didn't take him easy or anything. But uh, yeah, we just we got out there and just the feeling out process. I think I was just throwing a couple of jabs, and I think I scored the first point, and then. Yeah, he hit me with a shot that rattled me. Yep. And I, uh, the referee put a stand and eight count on me, and I said, yep, I'm all good, no worries. Went back out, and he got me with another shot, but I didn't I didn't really think it was much. Yeah. Like, you get rattled a lot. Like, I was 
over the last few years, you know, I've been fighting, sparring the best lads in the world and every sparring session just about, you get hit in the head and you sort of black out for a second. Yep. And you, you come good, like you recover and sometimes you, you come back better. You know, it sort of wakes you up. You yeah, know, right. Like, eh? Yeah, we're on here. Yeah, a little second wind sort of thing. Yeah. And, yeah, the ref just called it. Oh. Sort of, yeah, he said, that's it, mate. And uh, waved me back to the corner. And I was... Mate. Yeah, sort of. I think 45 or 49 seconds or something like that yeah. she went for. Mate, that would have been the most deflating fucking thing. Oh, mate, I couldn't believe it. I was... Mum and dad and me auntie had come over and a couple of me mates, Ronnie Craig and Dan Kerr, come over and they were up in the grandstand. All I could think was, fucking, I'll just let them down. Which you, you didn't, though. Like, you didn't, but I can imagine that feeling. Like, especially because you would have been thinking, like, you know, I'm fucking good. Like, you know, it would have been different. It would have been different if you were like, oh, yeah, fair enough. He's just dusted me. But, like, yeah. you just said then, if you were feeling good and he's waved you. That yeah. would have been fucked, mate. Mate, to be honest, I wasn't in the best form going into the games. Okay. Um, I think after the – I fought really well at the world titles in 07. I think I was the highest-ranked Australian amateur at the Australian titles in 2007. Okay. And then after that, I think after the qualification period, I had a couple of tough fights. And it's just like footy, I guess, in many ways. you Sometimes you can get out of form, and my form wasn't the best leading into the games. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but still, I had a solid training camp. I'd, I injured my hand in the at the training camp, like a couple of days before we flew out. We yeah, had a, okay. a big sparring session, and I was sparring a French heavyweight. He'd won bronze at Athens, uh, the Olympics before. And I fucking hit him on top of the head, and it just shot pain all the way up my arm. Dropped him, and I sort of went back to the corner. I said, Coach, I've just fucked my hand. And he said, it's all right. Just don't use it. Use your left hand. He's an, he's an old German coach. <laughs> like, yeah. Old German coach, like, from East Germany, he's just hard as fuck, you know. He's like, he conducted yeah, a while yeah, with that yeah. one and yeah, you got the other. You got two. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, just go out and use your left hand. So I finished sparring. I fought. I sparred that guy, the Frenchie and the Cuban. And then that was it. Got out, iced my hand up, and uh, flew out a couple of days later. Yeah, and right. Then, so before the fight, I had to get it needled. Done a heap of physio and stuff on it in the in the camp. Got it needled, so I numbed it during the fight. And uh, yeah, that was that wasn't the best sort of preparation mentally well, going into it. Mentally, you got yeah, a bunch yeah, of hand, but without um, you'd you'd tell yourself it's all good and that, but. Straight away, there's a little something that's in the back of your mind as well, isn't there? As well yeah. as all the other little things, like you said before, like once, you know. once it was needled and it was numb, I didn't didn't really think about it. You know, yep. you, you go through your processes that you do uh, before you fight. You know, you warm up, you, you do, you, you sort of get into a routine. You try and do the same thing over and over again, so it just becomes monotonous. And, and I try to do that, um, but yeah, unfortunately. It didn't turn out the way I wanted to. Well, mate, honestly, who can sit here and say that they've gone and represented the country at the Olympics? So, yeah, okay, no. that's fucking awesome that you did that in, to begin with. Like, what did you, um, like you said, you went on pretty much a bender afterwards, man. Like, was that just a 
bit of a roller coaster of emotion sort of thing. Just we training you know. hard and just need a release at the end, eh? Like fuck, yeah. you've, been, you've been locked in for that long training. Yeah, and doing to everything lo- to wrong. lose in that fashion, you know, was pretty devastating. I was, yeah. I'd, I'd, Looking back at the video, was there much of a daze where you're going, "Oh, come on, mate," or was there something there that you're going, "Oh, yeah, I could see how they called it." Uh, not really. Like I said, I'd, the first shot was good. He buzzed me yep, with yep. the first shot. The second one, he hit me, and I, I think I was still trying to come forward. Like as you, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and the referee says stop, and then you got to stop. So you, you go back right. to the neutral corner, and he puts the count on, and then he he waved it off. And I think in the video you can sort of see I sort of look up like, like what? Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit, and then I was. On that big of a stage, too, it would have just been, like you said, it happened so quick, and it would have been such a shock to the system just going, mm. did that just fucking happen? Like, yeah. what? And then what do you do? It's after? just so strict that, like, the ref, you can't pull the ref on, like, committee or anyone can't step in or anything, eh? No, they can if it's if it's a real controversial one, decision. But, like, but, yeah, I don't think they'd, they'd bother with the with, drama. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it's... A couple, I don't know if it was the night before or a couple of nights before, there was a Samoan boxer, light heavyweight, um, that had qualified. He fought a guy from Croatia um, and he got towed up real bad and he got stretched out. Jesus. So, you know, part of me thinks maybe they they were sort of on the ball after oh, that yeah, and after they were that, a bit yeah. scared about pe- athletes getting hurt. Bit of a knee-jerk reaction. So they, yeah, they didn't want to, you know, let it go too far. But yeah, it's it's at the end of the day, mate. It's the referee's call, and I'm yep. sure he's just trying to do his job and yeah, look yeah. after the the fighters as best as he can. Yeah, mate. What, like the return from the Olympics after you hit the piss and all that for ages, and and come back to everyday life here. Like, what was that like to come back home from? Oh, uh, a little bit surreal in many ways. Like I said, I'd been overseas. For a long time and fighting and living at the AIS and it's, it's sort of much all all I knew for a couple of years. So yeah, to come back home and face everyday life was a, a bit of a shock to the system. Yeah, it would have been, mate. Was it yeah. straight back to Gladstone or you went back down to the? Nah, the coach asked me if I wanted to go back. Yep. Offered me another scholarship there, but I said, Nah, let's yeah, have I'm, a break and think of regather things. Yeah, my missus at the time was pretty adamant that I had to come home and yep. Or either come home and start a family or continue with the boxing. So I yeah, chose to, to come home and I think I had a, a month or two off and that was when Yarn 2 just started construction. Oh, so yeah. yeah, right. Eh? Got a crank Better out work there. work back home sort of thing. Yeah. Had, yeah. A, had a month or two off. I went down to Indy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, had a fucking pretty good time down there. Yeah, he would have. <laughs> for a week or so with a few of the boys. Yeah, yeah come back and fucking got into it. So. Sure. Mate, yeah. like, I remember I was watch, I was listening to um, Dan and Kemp's podcast, that bloke in a bar, and he had Harry Garside on a while ago. And as you know, he, like, he got gold, uh, not gold, sorry, bronze at the Olympics. Yeah. And he's even talking about, like, he got home and he was in a bit of a rut and he was even disappointed with getting bronze because yeah. he was like, Oh, it's understandable, mate. You, know? you, you put so much into it, and over and it the just years. you know it just sort of sparked me memory, man. And it's just like we've seen a couple of different situations now where very talented local boxers and well loved blokes have sort of lost their battles with the black dog, 
Like, do you think it had anything to do with growing up in an era where lads thought it was soft to talk about mental struggles, like especially in a community like boxing where, you know, they're fucking tough alpha blokes, mate? Yeah, definitely have something to do with it. Um, and I think that something could be implemented even into the school system, you know, talking – like we never used to talk about – you don't talk about your feelings. No. You know, we don't say, oh, fuck. It's sad today. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. It's even saying struggling. that people oh, laugh, this, but this yeah, is playing on my mind. You know, yeah, I've got some dramas at home. It's normally ah, oh, fuck, you'll be right. You know, yeah, rather than battle on. Yeah. And so yeah, if if people, you know, you can't let that sort of stuff out and talk about it. it I can see it weighing on people. Yeah, yeah. I know. I I never used to. And something that I've been trying to work hard on is trying to to talk, open up a little bit and. And talk. Um, yeah. Couple, I mean, Mrs. has been up me about it, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's something that I try to do, mate. And uh, I think it, it's definitely helped, helped me. I was, yeah. I was, after the games, I was I was in a shit spot there for a bit. Oh, mate. You know, hitting, hitting the grog and stuff and just partying too much and doing things I shouldn't have been doing, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's got, you got everyone behind you. Like I'm just going off personal experience with people I know. Like you got everyone behind you as you go into the games, and then like other situations where they've drawn someone out and they've got busted on the first round or whatever. And they come back and everyone's like, "Oh, good job, mate! Fucking good try." You had all that hype from your local town, and then you come back and it's like no one really wanted to know you. There's like certain people I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was I was lucky, mate. I've I've had a, a real close. Group of blokes around me yep. at the time. Good friendship, yeah. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them were, you know, footy players and stuff that I'd played with. So come back to town and we all went down the RGs and got on the piss there. And yeah, nice. There was a couple of blokes got lippy and tried to say stuff to me, you know, oh, yeah. putting shit on me about the games and that. And the boys were fucking straight yeah. in them. I didn't even have to lift a hand, you know. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That but, was good. Mate, and it's. Funny you say that because I was going to say in different situations like boxing and footy are two very different sports and like you think all the responsibility being on just you whether you succeed or or fail takes a toll. Like, you know, with footy you might lose a grand final and you'd be shattered but you're with 16 other blokes and you can sort of, you know, be with each other around it and stuff like that where boxing it'd be like I know you'd have your coaching team and stuff but Mm. – you know, at the end of the day, it's you and another bloke out there and it'd be fucking – it'd take its toll on you. A bit yeah, more. to a certain extent, mate. I think, um, yeah, with, with footy, you've got all your mates and stuff there and boxing you do to a, a certain extent. Um, normally your family are, the, are your biggest supporters. Yeah. They're the ones you need to lean on. Um, but, yeah, your coaches go with it, go through it with you as well. You know, they've they've watched you go through everything. They're doing their plan and, you know, they're putting everything into you as well so they go through the ride and you can bounce things off each other yeah um but i think maybe the biggest thing is with boxing it's it's such a big build up to one event yeah you know like footy you're playing week in week out yeah but boxing's you're putting your ass into training and everything for you know when when you get more experience it's probably like 3 months blocks i suppose you try and do a, a camp and then have your fight. I get what you mean, though. It's not like you're getting to go and perform on a on a weekend and yeah. and keep that thing going. Like you said, it's just a, such a long build up. Eh? Yeah, yeah. And then you know, the higher the higher, the lower the lows. They say so. You build yeah. yourself up for so long, and then it's all over. And it's yeah. You know. 
Like recently, That's man, it. imagine Cambosis. Yeah. Like that whole story behind him, man, oh, and beating Lopez. Like that is just fucking yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, it's crazy, eh? <laughs> like how, how long was he uh, in camp for? Oh, like mate. The fight got postponed a couple so of times. So many setbacks. Yeah. Like I think he flew his missus over there. I think they went home. He just stayed there, and like he said, he was just in the shadows, just yeah. fucking training. And he goes, every time it got set back, it just set a fire on him even more because he's yeah. away from his family more, and he goes, oh, it's hungry as fuck. That whole – I hope there's a documentary that comes out on that one day because all the lead-up and what, how he talks and the – he just fucking manifested yeah. everything into reality. Yeah, and it's such man, a – oh, but <laughs> it's just, he's a fucking And legend. then he's gone straight out and accepted Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I've seen Lomachenko fight live a few times. And he is he's next level, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Good on him, mate. Eh? Yeah. And that's going to be in Australia. Yeah, at a stadium. Gotcha. Fuck, I hope I'm well, off. Well, <laughs> got hold Hopefully, it still happens with what's going on with the Ukraine and Russia. Oh, because yeah. oh, he is he Ukrainian? He's Ukrainian, yeah. Wow. Well, and okay. I know Alexander Yusik is uh, he's just returned. Returned, yeah. To yeah, Ukraine right. to fight. Holy yeah, yeah. They all had all three of them, wasn't it? They're all the, going the back. Klitschko brothers, yeah. Are fighting. Even the um, pre- wasn't the president as well. Yeah, like how they're all, wouldn't it? Right, crazy, eh? Right, that is. I reckon old Scotto is going to go march for us. Fuck He'll be flying the fuck Scotto out. Won't do much. Flying no. fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see him on the on the news. You know, saying yeah, Australia's going to stand up to Russia, the bullies and that. And mate, I get it. I do. I like. I like to think if Australia got into trouble with say China or someone trying to come over here, yeah, you know, we'd want people to. To stand up for us as well, you know. So yeah, yeah. Although yeah, you know, I oh, fuck love war is the last thing I want to do. That's if, right. If it's for a good cause, you gotta you gotta put your hand up, eh? That's yeah, it. It'll be pretty fucking wild. Oh, it is wild. Like it's crazy that it's fucking reality, mate. I I cannot believe it's happening. Really, like in this <laughs> yeah. day and age, that mate. Either I mean, it probably happens a little bit over there, and we don't really see a whole lot of it on the news. Like yeah, it's a fair bit of build up between them already, wasn't there? Yeah. But, yeah, fuck. It's but, crazy to believe. Like, for a second there, I was going, can I just get told to go with a gun and fucking go fight or what? Like, like because it was such a real thing that was going well, on, I'm like, what's visit- actually happening? Like, what what can happen? What's the potential of fucking happening here? Imagine their position if we're in there. Anyone under 60, say goodbye to your wife and your kids. Well, yeah. Throw your gun, bruh, you're going to fire up. I think that's what's happening there at the moment. Yeah, right? yeah. But uh, if someone invaded us, that'd happen. Oh, 100%. Well, you would. If, it'd be a different story then, too. It's like at the moment, I'm like, holy fuck, that's loose. But yeah. if our own country was getting invaded and your kids and your missus and that were in strife and you had to go protect them, I think that's a totally different story. I yeah. think you're going, let's fucking go. Yeah. You know? 100%. That's, that's different. But yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking rough one, man. I really hope we never get into that situation. And like you said, I never thought that had happened. Nah. This day and age, man. Like, yeah. And I've I've read like I I sort of got into World War Two and that and read a fair bit about Hitler and read biographies on him and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I just can't help but think, you know, surely it won't fucking happen, but you know, that's how that's how it starts. That's you know, right. He, he invaded Poland, fucking next minute. The scary he wants thing France is, and he wants Russia. The and, scary thing is nowadays, mate, is nuclear weapons. Yeah. Like as in if some high powered motherfucker pulls the trigger on one of those. That's a, just a wipe out of civilization, yeah. isn't it? Mate, you'd have to you'd have to hope that it won't come to that again. Like, 
I hope it's not a domino effect because, like, China and Taiwan, they got a bit of drama at the moment as well. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, They'll Japan just... and the US, now it's fucking China. That's you know, right. Doing their back door. Well, I can say is thank fuck we're on a big ass island. Yeah. You don't don't really know enough about what's going on in the background yeah, to, no. to comment too much, but And it's one of those things too, like I try and keep sort of in the loop as in because it's a pretty big world affair at the moment going on. But at the same aspect too, I'm like I try not to dwell on things like that too much because I'm like like what's the point of me being down and out about it? Like obviously I feel feel for the Ukrainians and stuff like that and fuck I hope it ends soon and you want to keep in touch with it but yeah the same aspect it's like you know mm. yeah it's pretty wild yeah and mate who who knows what you're actually watching these days like there's a lot that's of fake you. news you know shit loads of fake news like yeah yeah that's yeah that's right that's right yeah people yeah. doing that shit all the time that's like the floods there was a someone blew up a croc yeah. And sent it through oh, the fucking yeah, Brisbane yeah, River. Yeah. On the brown card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah brown cardigan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking Jumped run. across the river, grabbed it. <laughs> it didn't take you for a death roll. He just oh, patted yeah. the cunt. That's yeah, fucking yeah. unreal, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the good old Aussie culture. It's unreal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, mate, um, you obviously had a lot of success through your amateur career. Like you said before, you sort of hit that fork in the road where your missus at the time give you a bit of a, it's either this or that. Like, did you ever think about going pro? Nah, not really, mate. Yeah. <clears throat> it um never really appealed to me. Eh? I've seen so many Aussie boxers sort of go down that path and struggle to, okay. to make it. To You know, I didn't think they'd be doing that well financially. And, yeah, it never appealed to me really. Right, eh? Yeah. Ah, too easy. So, mate, like for us casual boxing fans – like, what are the main differences between the amateur and the pro circuits? Um, obviously, the pros are fighting for money. Yep. Um, there's a lot more belts up for offer. You know, it's hard to keep up with, with the boxing sometimes. You know, this belt and that belt, and is this bloke the champ? Is, you know, there's so many different versions. So and, many weight divisions as well. Like, yeah. 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 Mate, to be honest, I've I've never really followed the pros all that much. You know, like... I've liked different fighters like Tyson and Ali and um, the Fab Four back in the day. Yep. Leonard, Duran, uh, Marvin Hagler and Tommy Hearns. Yep. But, um, yeah, I've never really got stuck right into it sort of thing, you know. never really been a fan of it. Yeah, yeah, right, eh? Yeah. What about, um, like, what's your thoughts on Aussie boxing at the moment, mate? It seems to be in a, in a good spot, mate. Yeah, yeah. they're all no limits, pretty... Uh, Oh, they're putting on some pretty good cards, and a lot of them, Georgie Roses. Yeah, yeah. I think like the more of the mainstream mob, like us. Like I'm just a footy. I love footy and that, but I'm really actually starting to enjoy boxing. And instead of just watching a footy bloke fight yeah. or a really big name bloke, like I'll sit there and watch a card now yeah. of Aussie boxing, like the one coming up soon with Liam Wilson and Nikita Zoo and yeah. Stevie Spark and blokes like that. Like yeah. that. A year ago, fighters there, man. Yeah, man. Like a year ago, I wouldn't have given a fuck about any of that. But now I'm like, sweet. I've sort of watched it over the last few years, and I think a lot of people give the footy blokes having a punch on a bit of shit. But really, it's that's what's got me and a lot of other fans into the sport and watch boxing. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. Like they're sort of riding in on the tails of the the NRL blokes. You know, I think they're sort of the the draw card. Yeah, and uh, and. I'm not saying that's the way it should be, but that's the way it is, you know. And yeah. I think coming from a boxing point of view, the the boxing community seems to be a bit up in arms because 
I think it's probably got more to do with the money. Yeah, a bit, of, a bit of jealousy that you know you can have fucking you can go to the Olympics, you can have an awesome amateur career, you can be going great in the pros, but there's still a footy player that comes in and he's going to be a bigger draw card than what you are. And you can totally see that too. Like yeah. someone who that's their that is their life, that's their sport, and that yet here's our mate like. You know, coming in and having a fight. I was going to say Gallon, but I think he's done enough now to fucking yeah, 100%, prove yes. that that yeah, bloke yeah. is a boxer at the moment. Yeah, even though you, know? you can't really say that he's fought a lot of high caliber sort of fighters, like in their prime sort Mark of thing. Hunt and, and, yeah, and Justice Hunt, or you can see what Justice done doing. Yeah, yeah, that's thing, a boxer. Right? Yeah, that's a that's a proper boxer. Yeah, yeah. You know? But you know, and and like I said, I can see I can see where boxers would get a bit shirty over that situation, yeah. but. As far as growing the sport goes, I think it's been pretty good yeah. personally. Like as in, like I said, I'll now sit there and watch a card without a footy player or a big name boxer on there because I'm actually genuinely interested in it. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's been a positive. You know, and sure, I think mate. there'd be a lot of more, lot more blokes like me who are in the same situation. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree there, hundred percent, mate. Yeah, um, like anyone in particular that impresses you at the most? Like, you reckon old Tim Zoo? Reckon he'll be a world champion, or what's your thoughts on him? Yeah, he's 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 got the the potential there, definitely. Yeah, I haven't seen Nikita, but I've heard some good stuff about him as well. Yeah, right. He's a bit of a different style, apparently. He's more okay. of a worker, and yeah, throws a lot more punches. Whereas Tim sort of tries to be a little bit more precise. Yeah, right. Um, I like that spark. I don't know yeah. how far he'll go, but I like watching him. Oh, me he's, too. He's, like he's a goer. And, mate, what a set of nuts to fucking just jump in last minute to fight Zoo. Yeah. You know, like he did. And like like he's been saying too, that wasn't his weight yeah. that he was fighting at. So I'm pretty keen to see him fight at his own own weight. And, yeah. you know, I like him because he's like just the everyday bloke, Stevie Spark, like just the battler. He's yeah. just like fucking ice. Let's go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just an so, alpha bloke, mate. Yeah, that's it. He just fucking loves it. <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple of other fellas. Um, you probably heard of the Maloney brothers. Yeah, the twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think one of them, or they both, may have fought for world titles. Uh, yeah. There's another fella, heavyweight or cruiser heavyweight, Jai Opatai. Yeah, mate, he's unreal. Yeah. Isn't he got a world title shot coming up yeah, soon? I think so. I think I saw something the other day. It was maybe getting postponed because of something. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah. I'd, Vaguely remember hearing something about that. I've watched his last two or three fights, and he's awesome to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a gun. He's fucking awesome. And there's, I heard whispers the other day that there's uh, David Nakaya. He's a New Zealand. uh, I think he's a light heavyweight, but he's an absolute gun as well. I'm pretty sure he won bronze or silver at the games, Olympic games. Yeah, and. Justice Honey are doing a training camp together down in Brizzy. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, so that'd right. That would be fucking awesome. I'd love to be a fly on the wall down there watching oh, that 100%. shit go down. That's awesome, eh? Yeah. How, how's Hooney? Like, Hooney's obviously skillful as fuck, eh? Yeah. Like, and how old's he? He's only young, to, like, in his 20s, isn't he? Like, early 20s? So he's got a fair bit of potential yeah. there. Yeah, I think I'd, yeah. He'd, yeah, he's only young. He definitely wouldn't be in his 30s yet. Yeah. No, no, I think that's as a heavyweight, that's when most heavyweights sort of start to mature around the late 20s. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, not, so yeah, got, white fellas. Anyway, I'm not sure about Polynesians because yeah. they, they tend to mature a little bit early. You know, they've got beards oh, and shit. When yeah, fucking, fucking under 11s, but at the at the championship, like you're rocking uh, up and the coach is going, "You'll be right, boys." Yeah. Oh yeah. How good is it when you're playing for Capras and you go down to play Brizzy and that, and there's blokes walking Matt around with beards? Yeah, bud, full like, arm oh, sleeves. Fuck, you're yeah. in year seven. Sorry, boys, I'm back. Um, Mrs. Come flying in the driveway as a brown snake. Coming up a windscreen as she's driving in. in the On the windscreen? So she's crying in the car all cooped up and I got the baby so to you. Oh, f- what, did <laughs> Steve Irwin the fucking thing? Nah, I couldn't get it out of the bonnet. What's it? It's, gone, it down there, it's gone down there, the windscreen, <laughs> like the windscreen wipers. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just going out there, Steve Irwin. Did you nah, get it? Oh, she's looking at me and it's just going up the windscreen like this and then it's wrapped around the old side mirror as she's driving in. She's screaming. Holy fuck. <laughs> so I got the kid out, gave her the kid, gave her the cheese or whatever she went to go get. <laughs> I'll go get it after. But, um, yeah, right. Eh? I'm like, fuck, trying to get it out of the bonnet. Like, I'm like, half grab the tail. The window's up in my car. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll have to fucking have a prance around when we finish this, but yeah. <laughs> it's a bit fucking Yeah, long. I thought it was just like a keel bugger, a carpet snake, and go, oh no, brown, good. Holy fuck. So we'll so watch our feet up. when we get out of here. Yeah, uh, 100%. Uh, we were just talking about a couple of the. Boxes uh, in Australia at the moment, mate. Um, what about Liam Wilson? Have you watched much of him? Yeah, I've seen Liam a fair bit as an amateur as well. Yeah, yeah. Because like he's just one of those blokes that I just love watching because there's just action. Like he's just fucking. Yeah. Like he doesn't look like he could just bang on, but he seems to just drop blokes. Yeah. And like it was interesting watching that last fight with an experienced lad like that Joe Noyne lad, and um, you know he obviously copped a good punch and. It must have set him back a bit, but I reckon it shows that bloke's mentality. First fight back, he's doing a rematch with him. Yeah. Like, that shows some balls, eh? Yeah, like, that's yeah. fucking awesome to and see. I'm pretty sure he, he had a few fights with one of the Gladdy boys. I don't know if it was Liam or Reese Evans. Okay. I'm pretty sure they fought like two or three times, eh? With Liam Wilson. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right, eh? Because I know Liam said that he's fought Cambosis. He's fought Cambosis and, Tim, and Zoo. Tim Zoo growing, oh, like, going through as a. As a junior and that. Yeah. But I can't I don't think he said anything about Liam, Liam Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. No. But, oh, so it might have been Reese Evans. Reese's training for Commonwealth, I think, now. I think, think he's fighting this weekend, mate. Is yeah, it? right. Yeah. Because yeah. we've actually twice. talked to Reese as well and uh he's a future guest. We want to get him on as well. But um Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, it's pretty cool. Man. Too. Yeah, the plumber. Yeah, there you go. There you go, bud. You gotta catch the drift. We're gonna fucking build this up. The fucking plumbers, they got heaps of shit in them. Uh, but time. yeah, oh fuck it, oath. <laughs> what period did you do your trade off topic? Like when you're going through your boxing part and then come back and done a trade, or uh, no, I done it before or before I went to the games. Yeah, yeah. I got just come out of my time when I got offered the scholarship. Yeah, well, nice. actually, I think I've been a trader about six months. Yep. Yeah, so me, uh, the boss at the time wasn't real happy. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> you would have just been. got me out of my time, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> See you later, mate. See you, bro. I've got a bit on. It probably happens a fair bit, but yeah, yeah. I think it's good to get your tray behind you and then go have a go. Yeah. That's like, yeah. yeah, it happened well, mate. Yeah, yeah, that is good. Eh? something because you do on. see a lot of people focus on it and then come out. Yeah, when yeah, you, d- I know like, a couple of footy players. Well, Brendan Gibb, he, uh, I think it took him like eight years to do his Sparky apprenticeship. Yeah, you know, yeah he right. started at QAL and then got the Broncos gig and went away. And, and he was on yeah. the fringe for a long time, wasn't he? Yeah. Like he got a bit of a run here and there, but. Yeah. yeah, had the great Q Cup, buddy. Uh, oh, hundred percent, mate. He was career though. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And he's coming back to play a game for the fish. I think is he? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, no, good on him. Yeah. Um, mate, with with the no limit and that, do you have any insight? Like, what the fuck is the go with the trippers putting these boxing cards on a Wednesday? Mate, I've been thinking about this ever since. Um, I think you asked me about it earlier. Yeah. I can only put it down to airtime, eh? Like, I was going to ring a couple of boys today, but I forgot about it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I'm good mates with um, Will Tomlinson. I've done a fair bit of boxing with Will, who runs Wildfighter down in, in Melbourne there. Yeah, oh, nice. And uh, Gareth uh, Williams, who runs a boxing shop in Brizzy. Oh, obviously, I've got heaps of connections still from, from the boxing years. But oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. didn't get around to it today. Sorry, mate. No, that's all right. That's no, okay. That's but the only I've, thing I've, I I've, blown it up, I've blown up about it a few times now. And oh, it's a pain in the ass, isn't it? It's not it's like a you fucking, fucking pain get on the in the ass, and, mate. And have a good night over it. Like I could think of nothing better than if it's on a Friday night, Saturday night, you can just fucking chill out. It doesn't even have to be getting on the charge with everyone, but just at home. Yeah. I I fucking enjoy putting on a boxing card or a UFC card, just chilling out. Or it might be at the pub. Yeah. But a Wednesday night, man, like that for me, I'm fucking getting to camp tomorrow night. And checking in, and I got to watch it on KO or some shit in my camp room, mm. like. And a lot of other blokes, like I can see what they mean. They probably get a lot more um, pay per views because not everyone's at the pub, so they're buying it separately. Yeah. But it's like fucking come on, like yeah. you got to. People are going to remember. They're not all tradies as well, but midweek, and they they blow up a little bit as well about uh, not getting the crowds. Not, yeah. Not, yeah, you know, not a lot of people turning up, but. On oh, Wednesday night, mate, you got to expect well, that. Well, like UFC you? got it sorted, but Saturday nights, that's the big show. Every fucker's yeah. there, you know. Yeah, and we get to see it on a Sunday, Sunday sesh, bit of meat going. Yeah, yeah, Sunday during the day, that's their Saturday night. Like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I feel like people are going to remember fights and cards and shit like that if you make a day out of it. Like, if it's just like a big day, she's a Sunday sesh, boys, come round, I'm fucking chucking a big something in the smoker, got the fights on, on the piss, you remember that sort of shit. Yeah, 100%. You, when you're watching it on your phone on fucking KO at camp. <laughs> Mate, I done. remember when uh, Gallon fought Barry Hall. I think I was on night shift trying to watch it on a phone, you know, on some dodgy fucking. Yeah, stream or something. Stream, fucking, you know. Crack stream, yeah. 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 <laughs> and it kept dropping out. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, shit. Yeah, man. Shit. What's your thoughts on uh, Barry Hall, Sonny Bill? That should be a good scrap. Yeah, yeah, mate. I, I reckon I rate Barry. He's uh, he's probably getting a little bit old, but um, Johnny Lewis had big raps on him too when he was a young bloke. You reckon he could have been anything? Yeah, right. And in the Gallon fight, he showed glimpses of it. Like, yeah, I think if he was a little bit fitter, he would have. He would probably would have beat Gallon easy. Yeah. I, I think he. It was probably a draw. Yeah, right. Because um, it was a draw, wasn't it? Yeah, like, that's how yeah it was definitely. It was close. Yeah, I think Gallon sort of. Got the points because he was putting more pressure on. Yeah, just a um, fucking animal, just charging yeah, forward. Yeah, yeah. But Barry was definitely—you can tell—he looks the better boxer. You know, he throws yeah. the better straighter, clean punches. Um, yeah, and mate, Sonny Bill was—he didn't go too bad himself either when he had that cracker boxing a few years mate, ago. That bloke is just a fucking athlete. Yeah, he'd be good at whatever he tries <laughs> yeah, to do. Like whatever, that, right? mate. Yeah. Yeah, but I remember when I first seen that come out, I'm like, fuck off. I want to see fucking Sonny Bill Gallant. Yeah. Like, you know oh, what I mean? That's, that's it doesn't, everyone It doesn't to draw to me, but I thought about it, and I'm like, Sonny Bill, I don't know who he's fought last. Gallant's just been hooking in. Mm. So maybe he wants to fight, like, if he gets through Barry Hall, which Gallant drew with him, so he's got a bit on there. Yeah, but, um, no, definitely. But, you know, you know, Sonny Bill's a little bit younger. He's... um. 
Yeah. He, he can fight. He, can, he definitely can fight. I think he, from what I saw uh, when he was fighting more regularly, he sort of didn't, I didn't think he backed himself enough. Like he yeah. fought this massively overweight fella there one Is that night. the blonde-haired lad? Oh, that I can't remember f- what colour hair he had, but. I just remember. You wasn't checking him out that much. Yeah. No, nah, that's all I remember from him. Weight this bloke is carrying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it was an embarrassment, really. Yeah. And when Sonny opened up on him, he was cutting into pieces. And I don't, I don't know. I think he whether he he didn't back his conditioning, which I don't know. You'd think being a professional athlete, that should not be a worry in the world. Yeah. But yeah, it didn't seem like he backed himself enough just to fucking unleash on him and just back himself to be able to finish him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. It, 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 it'll be a good fight, though. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, Barry's a tough old head. Yeah, if I'm off, I'll probably watch it, but I'm just – I remember I was just fucking salty that it wasn't Gallon versus Yeah, I reckon it'll but, come. It'll oh, come. it's got to. It's got to come. And yeah. you can't tell me anyone who fucking has watched footy growing up and that. Everyone's watching that. Yeah. Everyone's watching Gal versus <laughs> yeah. fucking SPW. Who would you back? Well, it depends how Sonny Bill goes against Hall, I suppose. Yeah. Because Ooh. Gallon's fucking – like, i I got to put it out there. I used to – Fucking hate Gallon because yeah. he's New South Wales, always whinged after the origin. Yeah, the ref, <laughs> shut up, mate. You got yeah. belted. Yeah. But I got since, he, for him now. since he started up. boxing, man, I've got to say I've got so much respect for him. Like he's literally been in press conferences saying everyone fucking gives people shit for not having a go. Like you fucking grow up as a kid and everyone's saying, yeah, get up, mate, go for a walk, rah, 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 like do this and that. As soon as you get – to an adult, everyone just puts shit on you yeah. and bags you in that. And when I've seen I, that actually, and that that sort of changed my opinion of him as well. You mate, know? when yeah. I watched that, I was just like, you know what? That is exactly the type of mentality yeah. that I love getting around. And since that, and just watching him put himself out there, giving fighting Justice Hooney, yeah, like he got belted, but yeah. to fucking even give that a go, yeah, you know, mate, I don't, I don't really, <clears throat> I can't say I rate him skills wise as a boxer, you know. Fucking hats off to him for getting in there and, yeah. and having a crack. You know, you can't can't knock a bloke for for getting in there and having a go. Yeah, um, I suppose that that's where the old boxing sort of jealousy thing comes into it a little bit. Yeah, that he's got so much exposure and that, but he's definitely earned his stripes now. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's, he's fighting some some quality lads, and and I think out of the back of it, it's it's doing a good thing for boxing. It's um, yeah. raising the profile a little bit. You know, it's getting it out there again. So yeah. Ah, oh, for sure. But, yeah, I reckon, like, yeah, it's hard to tip. If I'm going an early prediction, I'm just going I'm just going Gal. I just fucking, he's just won me over because he's just a grub and just fucking <laughs> yeah. just punches forward. But it honestly depends how old Sonny Bill performs. He's a fucking yeah. athlete, so who yeah. knows, eh? What about you? Who are you going? Uh, like I said, skills-wise, man, I think Sonny's, Sonny's got the skills to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, Gal's got obviously a big ticker and a big engine. Big nose, fucking probably Locked big nose. fucking head on him. <laughs> yeah, 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 fucking. You know, it'll yeah. all depend if um if Gal wants to stay there and if if um Sonny can pick his shots well enough and not tire out because Gal will push the pace on him. I think he'll he'll be there in his face and yeah, that can wear you out big time. You know, not even sometimes they don't even have to throw a punch. They just in your space. Yeah, you know, it just yeah. makes you feel uncomfortable. You know, okay. you just tighten up and pressure on you sort of yeah. thing. That's like um, he was meant to fight Josh Alloy eh, for ages there. Like all of that carry on is building up. And I still remember the press conferences going was just up him saying, why aren't we fighting three-minute rounds? He's like, we're going to headline this fighting thing. And this is the whole footy player boxing thing. Like all these boxers who were fighting three-minute rounds before him. And I'm like, 
only wanted to fight two-minute rounds. And he's like, mate, we're getting paid all this money being the headline act and you don't even want to fight three-minute rounds like yeah. a real boxer. And I, might just kept brushing it off. And I'm like, nah, I hope Galen knocks this fucker out. Yeah. But it didn't end up happening. Um, but it's yeah. good that it puts it – like, Gal's not afraid to, to put that sort of shit out there, eh? Like, call 100%. bullshit, call things for what they are. Yeah. 100%. He yeah. has earned my respect, man. And he, I think he actually went and gave Harry Garside and another boxer some cash after the last fight. Yeah. Like to say, oi, no one rocked up to watch. And I think that's another thing he was giving people shit about. He was saying everyone's raving on in the boxing world about all the footy players and that. Yet the night before this, when all the Aussie boxing was going on, there was no one here. Yeah. Where the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, and support yeah. that, yeah. Like, he was fucking spot on, man. So. Yeah, it's 100% true, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, no, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I've, I've become a fan over the last couple of years. It's been fucking – it's been pretty cool. But, um, mate, away from work and sports, what do you like getting up to in your spare time? Um, I, I like getting out on the land, mate. Yeah. Growing up out on the Clypey cattle station there. Mum and dad still live out there. Um, that's sort of my – I don't know, the place I like to escape, I think. You know, it's nice and yep. quiet and there's no one around to annoy you and you get a bit of peace and quiet. Oh, happy place. No, a few yeah. mates that have done their apprenticeships out there. Lukey Cooch, shout out to him. He did his apprenticeship at the Glyby Station. Yeah, old Trav Platt and the mad cunts out there as a fucking <laughs> I think station. Ed Stockman out there at the moment. Is he? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he actually he lives in the house I grew up in. Yeah, nice. True. On the station there. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's at the back. Been yeah, hunting with Trav out there a few times. He's yeah. a fucking Oh, uh, mate, he's yeah, got good something fella. different out there every week. <laughs> <laughs> Big call out. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I, I originally thought that I might have met Jed, actually, after I heard him talking about pig hunting and all that sort of stuff, the yeah, Jed yeah. Faraway. Yeah. But I thought I might have met him through Travis, but yeah. since I've talked to other people, they say, oh, mate, you'd remember him if, you, if you'd met him or not. Oh, you would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so maybe I haven't. Yeah, yeah, but nah, shout out to Trav. It's been, nah, it's bloody good picking out there, man. Mate, oh, oh fuck it. It's fucking wild too, eh? It's unreal. <laughs> Sitting on the back of his ute, me and Toddy Hanson, took yeah. his young fella out there one night. Yeah. And he sees this mob of pigs out on this flat. Next minute, we're just flat out. <laughs> and he's trying to fucking run them over and <laughs> doesn't know if you're hanging on the back or not. Yeah. She's just fucking, mate, we're, oh, come this close to fucking coming off the back. Yeah, eh? yeah getting was, flicked. Oh, oh. Yeah, no, it's fucking good, man. It's, um, he's got a pretty good system he runs too because, like, growing up, you know, we'd always, always had the, um, the hanging dogs and that. They sort of do everything, you know, jump off the ute, go find them, hang them, you get there. But, you know, he's got an old dog called Wall, and that fucking dog is um, – he's unreal, Is that mate. the cattle dog? Yeah. But, yeah. Good nose on him, mate. Yeah, he just man. finds him. Jumps out yeah. and just bails. Yeah. And then when you get there, he has got he just lets the dogs out of the crate, goes and hangs them. You know, yeah. It's a pretty yeah, right. smart way of doing things, really, if you think about it. But, yeah. um, I think he's – there's a fair few lads, him and Ricker, I'm pretty sure, have gone off to lugging dogs now, and they're just doing the bailers, eh? Yeah, with a gun, like yeah. shooting them when they get there. Yeah. yeah. Well, it saves a lot of vet bills yeah. and shit. Yeah. But I don't know, there's something for me about just, I don't know, having a dog that runs out, lug up, you hear the big hit up, yeah. mate, and she's on. It's not quite the fight, is it? No, nah, for me it's not. Like, I still love it. I love all that shit. Yeah. But just for me growing up, what I got, you know, shown with my old man and Toddy, just that dog that does everything and you just hear that hit up and it's like, right, you've got to get there. Mm. It's fucking a big, you know, it's a big peg and they've got a bit on. Yeah. And, you know, there's your mission to get there and – 
I don't know, it's that whole adrenaline rush and going in and grabbing it. She's oh. dead silent, and then next minute she's just squealing. Oh, mate, yeah. like a grisly bear. Yeah, just like, hitting, yeah. It's about when it's in the middle of the night and they're in a big thicket of fucking lantana. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, there is no way, like, up the back of Clivey Station there, at the bottom of the range, it's that fucking thick. you got to run and jump on top of it so you flatten it out and then stand up again and, like, sort of yeah. mullet your way yeah, over the top yeah. of it, you know, to get, Unless you want to crawl through the fucking tunnels, but yeah. there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah, I've done that a few times. It's not ideal. You uh, just fucking, I don't believe in God, but I pray to him a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking, don't let go. Yeah, man. Fucking, but oh, yeah, crazy. it gets the blood pumping, eh? Yeah, and you got the little headlamp or something on your head, <laughs> yeah, and like that's all you're relying on. If that fucking thing goes out, mate, she's fucking. Mate, black. I remember growing up with a dolphin torch. We tied a rope around it to throw around the shoulder, and that yeah. thing, yeah, use it as a float, a fucking hammer. <laughs> yeah. so it was a uh, durable torch, that fucking thing. Yeah. But yeah, gone to the days of those. The old lens lenses go pretty good nowadays. Yeah, but um, and the GPSs, mate. I'd, oh, we get, yeah. when you're stuck up there in the scrub. Like, I think I know the place pretty well, like, being associated with it for, like, 30-odd years, I guess. And when you're up in the in the scrub there and it's pitch black, yeah, i got no idea where I am. I was, I was up there with the boys one night. We had Ricky had this dog called Kane, and he went, like, five, six k's up in the fucking bush. And I'm like, hey, boys, I know where we're going. Let's go this way. Ricky had the GPS, and he's, nah, bud. You're not going the right way. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I know the place, mate. Let's go this way. And he, he went different ways and, like, we're lucky we could still see him because I was headed the wrong way for sure. Yeah. I would have got lost fucking like that. Yeah. Scary when you think about mate, it. Mate, it's pretty um, – I still remember, like, the old man obviously has been hunting so long, having so much the last couple of years, but I was sitting down with him the other day and talking about the whole situation, like, when you get lost, when you're with a mate and that – you know, it's still pretty freaky, and you go, all right, what the fuck's going on? Where where are we going? You sort of get your variations and have a chat. But he reckons, like, a couple of times, he used to go pigging by himself and that a fair bit, and he said there was a couple of times there, or once in particular, that he just got, like, she's probably one in the morning, dogs are lost on a pig or whatever, and he's just, like, crossed this fucking bit of a river that was like a horseshoe, ended up on the island, crossed it another time, and he reckons he just sat there, and he was just like, I'm fucking lost. Yeah. And it's like, don't know where I'm going. And he just goes, I was like, what the fuck? Such a shit feeling, eh? Yeah, man, it is. I haven't been by myself and done it, but he goes, oh, what the fuck did you do? And he goes, oh, man, I just followed the river back, like sat down and just chilled out and went, you're fucking all good. Go back. But, um, yeah, it's pretty, those GPSs, mate, they are fucking (laughs) worth their weight in gold. I remember Troy Brown, another lad I hunted with, he had the old... Sort of your antenna yeah. thing, you'd have to point the to where the dog was. And, and they yeah. got shorter when the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. That was the first step that Dad and Toddy got. Yeah. It went from fucking, shut up, and listening <laughs> yeah. to fucking the old beep. Well, mate, for yeah. years, and we, we, me and the old man still don't have GPS. Yep. And the dog that we've had for the last five, six years, when he lugs up, he doesn't make a noise. So you're relying on the fucking pig to start squealing. Squealing, yeah. Or hear something, otherwise... He's on his own. And I don't know how many times he's got a pig and he's been gone for an hour or so. And then just like, fuck, I don't know where he is. And next minute he'll just come hobbling back down the road. Yeah. yeah. Now you can see he's been lugged up. He's got shit all over him, blood pissing out of him. Yeah, I've been hanging on this thing for an hour. Where are you? And just fucking just run over to him and pick him up and he just collapses in your arms. Oh, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. oh scary. He's mate, had a hard do you life, throw man. a glow stick on him? Is that the thing? Or, or, oh, you or do. Now you've got trackers down. As soon as they're out of your sight. Like, 
I remember we used to chuck them, like when you're hunting crops and that, it's prime because you're just watching these glow sticks float across the flat and just get yeah. lifted. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, like with a, with a lot of these big boars, man, especially with only one dog, like if they've got two or three dogs on them, they'll start making a bit of sound, but it, some of them don't. But if you've got one dog too, she can just be silent, eh? Mm. If the dog doesn't make a noise, trail bark or anything, and they lug up, man, if you don't have those GPSs, you got to like listen for the faintest rustle in the bushes. Yeah. And in that no. sort of country I'm talking about, like Lantana and that, it's fuck, it's a nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. You've got no chance of finding them eh, if they're not making noise. Yeah. yeah. But no, like talking, talking, like I'm exactly the same, man. Found that, like, out of the farm at the moment with me two little kids, I've got that buggy, man. I'm in my happy place. When I get home from work, chuck the kids on the buggy. I've got the little bumbo in the, in the middle for me little daughter. Young fella's on the other side. He drives as well with me, you know. Taking the dogs for a run, got a beer, you know, that's me. That's, I'm yeah. just, I'm that's fucking it. happy, mate. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, for, for me to get the, the opportunity to let the kids grow up in that little area, mm. like it's, I don't know, it's pretty special. Yeah. Fucking, it's a good way to grow Same up. Same feeling, mate, because I, I sort of experienced growing up and I'd love to provide that for my kids as well. Yeah. I, I just think it's great. It's, you know, I couldn't imagine growing up in town and not having – you know, being able to ride your motorbikes and ride horses and just fuck off for, for hours. <laughs> That's like, right, yeah. Mate, we just, I, I think about it now and it's a bit scary, but, like, I'd jump on my motorbike and I'd be gone for fucking hours and the place is that big, like, you could get lost out there easy. Yeah. Mum and Dad had no idea where I was. Yeah. No phones, no nothing back then. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, I just think how good was that to grow up, you know, being able to do that. Yeah. You know, do the same thing, jump on a horse and piss off, you know, no one to know where I was. Yeah. It's I was- like I never thought I'd sort of get that opportunity because I didn't grow up on a, a station myself, but, like, the way it worked out, the in-laws are great people and, like, they give me and the missus and the family an opportunity to move out in the house that's on their property out there. It's like 1,400 acres, mm. you know, just outside of Miranvale. And I love the fact that, a young fella's going to see, like, even with the cattle in the yards and what happens to them and where they go and stuff mm. like that and just sees how shit happens, you know what I mean? This is beef. Yeah, this process. is how this happens. Driving around in the rain, you're like, mate, his face, I've got a couple of videos of it, and we're in the buggy, and I'll just pin it. It's only a 500. It, like, you know, it's yeah, not this racing enough. buggy, but, mate, you should see just – and we're just punching through mud the other day. Like, it's raining. I'm like, right, hey, bud, let's go. You're steering, and he's just fucking – Smiling yeah. from ear to ear, mate. Dad bought this what? little buggy for, for the kids. And uh, my, my uh, middle bloke, Sam, he's uh, 10 now, but he was driving when he was four. Yeah. I had, had to screw a bit of timber on there <laughs> under the accelerator so he could, he could pump the accelerator. Yeah, what was that? And I pulled the handbrake on when he was needed to stop sort of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah kids in town just, you know, wouldn't get to experience that sort of thing. Stay in the cul-de-sac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's come, like we, come back in when the lights are on. Do they still do that these days? I don't know. I'm not really. I don't know, really. I don't know that parent. that? Yeah, like early teens. Oh, they wouldn't even be early teens. Fucking shit. Yeah, they're getting up to at thirteen. Street lights or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it used to be a thing, you know, when the street lights. Come yeah, out, yeah come that's home, right. You'd you go, go home. Yeah, but no, it's it's definitely changing times. But I'm very appreciative to be able to still get the opportunity for me kids to experience that growing up. You know. Yeah, yeah. I'm eighty acres here, and I still love it. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, well, appreciate for, it. for being so close to town. Oh, anyway, mate, yeah, uh, that's right. Wakeboard on the dam, which is full, is fucking unreal. Yeah. No, 100%, man. It's fucking great stuff. Hey, mate, 
to finish off the episodes, we normally hit people with a few guest questions. So we'll hit you with a few of these, mate. That's all good. Um, what's your favourite alcoholic drink? Uh, Rumbo's, mate, I think. They're, yep. they're me usually the go-to, eh? Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, domestic this. violence, she's a big fan in this fucking podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn, yeah. Turns uh, chickens into emus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> chickens into emus. <laughs> That's, That's fucking right. beauty. Um, have you ever been arrested? Um, I've been locked up one yep. night. Yeah, yeah right got in a bit of a stink up in Mackay. Yep. I was up there for TAFE. Plumbers used to have to go to Mackay for TAFE. So you do a month block at a time up Fuck there. Fuck yeah, plumbers TAFE would be loose. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, it was pretty mad. Yeah. <laughs> I got kicked out. I, was, I, was, I can't remember what I was doing. I was in this nightclub and it must have been a, bit of a knob. And uh, Bouncer said, right, mate, you're out. He warned me a couple of times. And uh, I said, right, mate, I'll just walk. Don't touch me. As soon as I fucking turned me back, he grabbed one arm behind me back and fucking drags me out of the joint. So I yeah. got out the front and I'm like, fuck you, bud. She's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bouncer. And he fucked off upstairs and there's these other two cunts fucking wouldn't let me in. So I was trying to pull it on with them and I was getting across the street, taking a big run up and trying to run through them. And a couple of big solid blokes just dropped me over with the big shoulder charge. Yeah. Next minute, just surrounded by cops. And I had another mate, another plumber there was with me. He got locked up. And then he said, next minute, the paddy wagon door's open. I just come skidding in with the hands behind me. What do you mean, mate? I'm like, yeah, woke up in the cell. It's like, holy fuck. Cold as fuck. Where am I? Uh, Did you make it to 8 o'clock TAFE the next day? No, I missed. I think I was a bit late. A bit late. Yeah. Yeah. Had to show me a bit of paperwork I got there. Mate, this, I don't agree with this system of TAFE where you can do it online. TAFE has some of the best fucking memories that I've had. Oh, well, I you had those two blokes that blew it out the front at TAFE, didn't you? Yeah, mate. We had this bloke who had the people skills of fucking Elon Musk. Like, just <laughs> fucking, just, just had no, you know, no idea what was going on. And he was sort of trying to impress the whole fucking the whole class. And he had these big goofy glasses on, you know, and didn't have many mates and that. And it's like, oh, his name is Declan. It's like, chill out, Declan. It's all good. So I remember him puffing his chest out at Smoke, oh, man. We're out having a feed. And there's this young fella from Yapoon sitting there. And, um, you know, a bit of a scruffy sort of lad. He would have just been in blues all his life, you know. Anyway, our mate started staring at him, old Declan, with the glasses on. I don't know if he's trying to impress everyone, but he goes, you right? you fucking right, mate. And I was like, oh, hello. And our mate goes, yeah, what's your fucking problem? And he goes, you, mate. And he goes, you want to fight? And I was like, oh. And our mate goes, yeah, right, eh? After fucking TAFE, mate, she's on. And we went back into class and I said, have you ever fucking been in a fight, bud? Like, what's going on? And he goes, no, nah, no, nah, but I'll be right. I'm like, fucking right, oh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've all marched out the front like old school days. Like, yeah, you're just all behind each other. It was like our class behind Declan. I'm going, fucking hell, we're the underdog here. <laughs> and the other class behind old mate. And this poor fucker, Declan, just got yabby pumped. Like, just out <laughs> yes. the front. Just Sneaked. dunk, dunk, dunk. And we were grabbing him going, right, oh, bud. He's had enough. But, oh, man, it was fucking, you know, many days of TAFE. Remember, like, they had the... um. Wednesday nights, it was like uni night down there. And uh, Rocky, you, f- you went to Rocky for it. Yeah, yeah, bud. And Thursday mornings, you were just dragging your sorry ass across the grass at fucking the old TAFE there, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, Mackay was pretty loose too. Yeah. We used to stay at the pub, Maguire's Hotel up there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she's on every night pretty much. Oh, 100%. It's like a holiday away. It was all multi-choice yeah. questions, the yeah. fucking TAFE questions for us anyway. Yeah, he and, um, a joke, yeah. And um, that Declan bloke, I still remember we like conned him and another lad in. They had the Wednesday night bull rides at the Great Western. Oh, yeah. Yeah, went in and jumped on a bull. We're like, yeah, free piss. We'll shake his piss for the night oh. if you jump on. They're fucking bucking out on these little rats. Hey, that's <laughs> mad, eh? I've got fucking the utmost respect for any cunt that's mad enough to get on a bull, though. 100%, bud. Oh. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd got on the junior bulls there one night and uh, cunt sat down in the stall. Fucking... <laughs> They opened the gate and he fucking just shot off and I went straight off the back and he hit me with both feet straight in the chest, winded yeah. me. And I said, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Never went back up. Yeah, that. man. Yeah, take some nuts, eh? Oh, mate. Fucking oath, man. What about, um? what's your favourite meal to cook? To cook? Yeah. Uh, pretty simple, mate. Just steak and chips, eh? Fucking oath. Yeah. That's the go. Yeah. I still remember every time the girls were away and it was just me and dad at home. Steak, eggs, chips, and gravy. Yeah. That was the go-to, yeah, eh? Fucking <laughs> good feed. Yeah. yeah I've got a deep fryer, too, and, like, chips just – there's nothing like chips in a deep fryer, eh? Yeah, 100%. You put them in the oven, they're just nah. – no. Yeah, it doesn't they, do – Even those air fryers doesn't make it justice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is It is good. What about uh, – you got any phobias, mate? <sighs> nah, I don't think so. Nah, not really. Nothing that irks you in particular? Yeah, mine was needles. Yeah, that was yeah. the last one. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, sharks do me, mate. But uh, yeah, I, I can't say I'm a fan of sharks and crocs. Uh, like I don't think anyone is, though. To be fair, are they? Yeah, especially after that. Last and that I've been out the reef. I used to go at Faz a fair bit. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> like you hear blokes talk about diving and that. No way. I'll get yeah, but there, I'm but. the same. Yeah, we've had a couple of um, like one of the lads on the latest episode, Clayton. He um. He's a spear fisherman and like speared a dog tooth tuna, and they pretty much swim with sharks and that. And I'm just like, to target oh, them, yeah. Nah. It's pretty loose. No way, <laughs> yeah, I've done a little bit, but yeah, you got to see the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck, it's pretty wild. I'm not diving into a bait ball like some of these mad cunts. They'll <laughs> see a bait ball and like, take me to it. There'll be something under that. Uh, He's like, yeah, yeah, bull shark, tiger. I've been snorkeling out at Heron. Yeah, and, yeah. Like you see a few reefies floating around there and that, but. Yeah, oh, that's enough for me. Yeah, bud, me too. What about uh, aliens real? Do you reckon? Oh, mate, nah. Don't you reckon? Nah, nah. Nah. Right. I'll no, say that enough. like probably eighty twenty. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Twenty percent yeah. of you might think. Uh, I don't know. So. Like, love. I listened to a bit of Joe Rogan, and you, you know, listen to a couple of the blokes that he's had mm. on, and some of the stuff that the U.S. government's coming out with, and I don't know. Yeah, might. My only thing with it is it's like I just reckon you got this solar system with so much shit out there. We can only see so far. All you need is another fucking planet with the same water as this place and it could just be like a fucking a molecule or something. Yeah. Like, I don't that's know. All, that's it's all pretty, we can see in that solar system. How many other yeah, I don't know. It's pretty loose know. to think about. Yeah. It's just a wormhole of fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's a good laugh anyway. Oh, 100%. But, um, mate, have you got any jokes? That you're fucking off the top of your head. Oh, mate, I'm pretty hopeless at telling jokes, to be honest. But <laughs> That's all right. I've got one. Um, so it's the uh, the Australian Poultry Championships. And uh, there's down to the last two finalists. There's a university student 
and an old country bumpkin from out out back Queensland. And now you know, they're in the final there, and uh, they got to come up with a joke about, uh, sorry, not a joke, a poem about Timbuktu. So right, are the university students up first? He goes uh, across the lonely desert sands. Went two lonely caravans. Men on camels, two by two. Destination, Timbuktu. Everyone, you know, gives them a round of applause. You know, that, that's great, mate. Next up comes the country bumpkin. He goes, Tim and I, off hunting went, found three girls in a pop-up tent. <laughs> they were three and we were two. So I bucked one and Tim bucked two. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. a fucking beauty, oh, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking good. I still remember. Nick, come and style that off me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I fucking remember. I heard it off him and heard it off H. And I think it was like one of the. I think it was like the second episode we did. I fucking shared that one. Oh, that that joke. But mate, you know that was fucking. I think we've done twenty something of them. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. mate, that's a beauty, eh? That's yeah, a fucking right. well. You did well, actually. It takes a bit to fucking remember. I've seen. Those. I've yeah. seen a lot of people like. Uh, I remember pre-shut. Ah, uh, sorry, shut down out of billow. And someone tried to tell it one night, just yeah. totally tongue-tied. It, it takes a bit to get it out. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I've been practising all day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you did. You, no, well. you did. you did fucking well. I nearly fucked it up. I'm hopeless with jokes. No, I think you did great, mate. I've got fine. another one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why'd the orphan rob the bank? <laughs> What's that? He just wanted to feel wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> That's a goodie. Yeah, nice. Fucking nice. Mate, I've got a quick one here. Bit of a dad joke. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Oh, well. <laughs> that's, you a got bit, one? that's a bit like, um, what do you call a one-legged pedo? <laughs> what? A creepy crawler. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck yeah. That's good. You, I'm, you I'm, still, I'm still fucking trying to find mine. You got one. I think, what was, my, well, yeah, what was mine? Fucking, um, what's the difference between fucking... A lesbian and mechanic, they both use snap-on tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, Bernie, thanks heaps for coming on, mate. I really enjoyed that chat. It was fucking great having you. I can't wait to be front row watching you just fucking punch on. That'll be fucking <laughs> yeah. a great night. So if there is tickets available, make sure you go and get behind that for a great cause. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, fucking over. I can't night, wait. Eh? It should be a good night. Yeah, 100%. Should be more of it. But, yeah, everyone remember to stay out of each other. Call them what you want, knee knockers, golden nuggets, dice slappers. But our friends at Manscapes refer to them as the boys. Not every man has children, but every man is responsible for their two boys below the waist. When your little guys have more hair than they need, trust Manscaped for all your grooming dreams. Boys need love too, so join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com and using the code ALPHABLOKES for 20% off plus free shipping. You heard it here first. The boys are back in town. Every man knows how scary it can get when you're going for the close shave below the waist. That's why I trust Manscaped for all my sensitive areas. Introducing the Lawnmower family, including the Lawnmower Pro 3.0 Plus and the 4.0 Pro and the 5.0 Ultra. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code ALPHABLOKES at manscaped.com. For the best your boys have ever looked, trust Manscaped. Hold up. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.